This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah folks i'm hoping you're having a great week if you're a gamer you should have a great week because there's a lot of news going on in the world of our favorite fandom here and that is video games and we're going to talk about that the tokyo game show is in effect uh this week and there is a lot of news coming out of that already some really big news a lot of which i have right here that we're going to discuss and i know there's more coming throughout the entire weekend it's only thursday right now so it's just beginning and there's already news coming out they're just letting it all out right now so we're going to talk about some of that and possibly more on sunday and whatever comes by but we'll be talking about a lot of that uh but it's going to be some great, great news to talk about. But also, we have a final stage review that I've been waiting to do since last week, or when I actually started playing this game last week, and that is WayForward's brand new game that a lot of people are talking about right now, and that is uh, River City Girls. It's the spinoff to River City Ransom, starring two new characters, two new female characters, two badass female characters and a host of other familiar faces in the game as well so we'll be talking about that in our final stage review but let's get underway there's some a lot of news to talk about and some news that just came in from nintendo just moments before i started this show so we're not going to waste any more time i want to talk about the final fantasy 7 remake trailer that just came out from tokyo game show and it gave us some new things to check out and to anticipate uh, for next year. And that is the Shinra Corporation has finally arrived. We knew they were coming. This whole thing is just a whole remake of the original game. And if you are a fan of the original Final Fantasy VII, which I am, despite the fact that I have still yet to beat that game completely and traumatized, I honestly, I've said this before, but I think Final, as much as I love Final Fantasy VII, ironically, I think it is also the game that turned me away from turn-based uh, games. I, it just, it really, it's a weird thing, but thank you to Square Enix. They're giving me the experience I want. Action replay style and turn-based style for those who like that. So it's going to be like, if for those of you who know, it is going to be action-based this time. But if you played Final Fantasy 15 or other games that I believe have done the same thing, Dissidia uh, is also another one that has done it. They allow you to do free roaming action based RPG style, but also you have the option to do turn based for those who are like more traditional style. So they it will cater to everybody. So don't threat. This is going to be a game for everybody who just loves what Square Enix does. Whether you're a turn based fan or action based fan, you'll be able to play this game. So but you can't play this game. This cannot be 
Final Fantasy VII without the Shinra Corporation. And we finally get to see these guys in motion. And if you've seen Advent Children, which was the movie that they came out with a while back, you you know the familiar faces, which was on air. And the game, that movie was awesome. That game, that movie was so awesome. It was uh, based on the events after Final Fantasy VII, so it was technically the real sequel to Final Fantasy VII, but in movie form. And what they've done is that they made them look exactly like the movie like there's it's by minute detail like the movie and it's so fantastic that you're going to be able to play with graphics this strong and powerful because when we first saw that movie back then which by the way if you have not seen that movie you could and you own hulu it's on hulu you could go see it there i believe there are other streaming networks that may have it too but hulu definitely has avid children in there so i highly recommend going out of your way to check that out it's just a beautiful piece of art <laughs> that show and then seeing zethroff and cloud go into battle in that type of way it's just it, it was is awesome so freaking awesome so you get to see the shinra corporation and there are also other new characters as well or characters that we never got to really really pay attention to before because i'm looking at this trailer and i see some new faces but i also remember that in the original game there were also characters in the beginning of the game during the first run when cloud and barrett first infiltrate one of the uh factories or whatever like that to blow it up and there were other characters in there so they may because this is now a more motion picture you know full motion style with with actual narrative and actual what well, already had narrative but it's more of a voice narrative now in dialogue that we get to see these these other characters in motion so they might have been there at the beginning we just now actually seeing them in motion and, and more focus on them as well so the, um, you will see some faces from maybe familiar faces or just some new faces in the game that they showed. The trailer also shows an updated version of the mini games that we played from the original, including Cloud doing squats and pull ups during a certain part of the. There's a part, there's a section I remember where you go into a circus and he's, which means, and they did say that he's going to be cross dressing, he's going to be wearing a dress and all this stuff. There's a certain mini, like a, a plot point of the game where he has to dress up like a uh, woman and, and just to infiltrate a certain area so that's going to be very interesting um, it's going to be very fun now i think they did hint it on that in the game in the trailer as well so that was cool we also had more gameplay uh footage showing behemoth being summoned that was awesome the game just looks absolutely spectacular and it's coming to us on march 3rd 2020 uh pre-orders are will be available are available right now and if you pre-order you will receive a bonus summon material dlc that's mostly for those who are getting the regular game digital or physical however if you pre-order the deluxe physical edition you will receive two summon materia a still book case art book and mini soundtrack cd so there you have it uh if you i i don't know what you're getting from the physical deluxe edition but i'm pretty sure it's probably going to be two material uh bonuses so i wish honestly when it comes to these stupid incentives to get people to buy physical copies i wish they would at least give something to those who pay the same amount of money to get a digital copy because you're the, the thing is you're paying exactly the same for a physical for a digital copy like say if it has a, as a deluxe edition like this is which is no doubt probably going to be a hundred bucks 
a lot of times the physical copy is a hundred bucks too, but you get the incentive of you know going out to get it or ordering it beforehand. You know that to me is just ridiculous from a standpoint. You're still paying over a hundred bucks. You need to get more than just like a downloadable like background for your game or whatever like that. To me, that's not enough a good incentive. If you're gonna do it on digital like make it cheaper do something like give us a better deal than the dlc plus you know a background for your you know a digital background for your um for your game system to me that's just not enough it it pisses me off when they do that but it is what it is and they'll be giving that out regardless so uh if you haven't jump on it i actually did a acmg poll for our members of the ACMG Facebook group and as to whether this game will be a game of the year contender, 100%, 100% voted yes, most definitely this will be a game of the year contender. I agree. I think this is going to rock. I think this is going to be a epic game. One of the most anticipated games of 2020, guaranteed. This, I think that it took forever for it to come out, but it's going to be worth the wait. And it didn't go as long as, like, say, Kingdom Hearts did and fell flat. I think this game will eventually make it out. I think it'll do a great job. I'm looking so forward to it. And it's just, it just looks awesome. I, I just can't wait. Bandai Namco also gives us a new trailer for the upcoming Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game. Coming for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on January 17, 2020. As much as I am excited about that date, because that date falls around my birthday exactly that time that date in time last year i was excited for another bandai namco game based on uh the jump universe and that was jump force to which i was extremely disappointed of that game i was i'm still refuse to play that game to this day i've beaten the game but it's like they screwed us so bad with that game it's it's hideous so although I do still have, I am optimistic and have high hopes for this game, considering who's creating it, who's behind it and everything, and the guys who did Ultra, um, Ultimate Ninja Storm is going to be working on this game, and it, you can tell that this game is, I think is going to be a great game, but I don't want to get my hopes up, but granted, it's going to be around my birthday, so I'm definitely going to invest in it and check it out and review it as well, so stay tuned for there, but the trailer this time around reveals more of what to expect from uh this game including the cell saga and now just announced the boo saga will be in it as they had the great saiyan man appear on there uh, along with a lot of your z warriors that will be included in the game uh pre-order incentives for this includes extra sub quest training with a brand new character uh, created by akira toriyama the creator of dragon ball called bunyu and a cooking item because there's going to be like a cooking mini game in there as well uh pre-order for the collector's edition you will get an exclusive diorama figure of goku i think it's goku older goku from dragon ball z uh go baby gohan and air on a nimbus cloud and i believe the dinosaur that would they would always be uh that chase around during the uh area uh, so you'll get that diorama, you'll get a hardcover game art book, and a collectible still uh, book. So, again, it's awesome, but, you know, you gotta break bread for break bread for the other people. Now, granted, here's the thing. They were giving away, they were giving away pins as an incentive for 
the digital copies, but I never got my pin for God of War. I never got my pin for Spider-Man. Never got it. It was supposed to be an actual physical pin that they're going to send to you. Never got it. And they never gave you real instructions on how to get those items. So I never even got it. And they just, it, how, why is it so hard to make this happen? So they need to find a better way to do stuff. And they were trying it. I guess it didn't work. It was too convoluted. I don't know. So that's, that, that is what it is with that. But uh, also, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 was announced as well, which we already knew that was coming out. This is the fourth installment, of course, of the Dynasty Warrior edition of uh, One Piece, which I have Dynasty, I mean, uh, Pirate Warriors 3 on the Switch and on the PS uh, Vita as well. Love the game. Really fun to play. Uh, picks up on all of the Chronicle, it, like Chronicles, all of the events of the original manga and it's pretty cool however this version will come of, of uh pirate warriors will involve a brand new original story because you can't go back into the well you just can't i mean i know they've done it many a times with other games um but you can't go down that well again i mean dynasty warrior for god's sakes has redid history so many times i can't believe that it lasted this long but they were able to you know do a whole new original story and i'm like that the fact they finally are giving us original stories to all these you know intellectual properties from japan so i i really love it this one is a brand new original story but also involves a new town or country called wano country uh new characters new villain main villains updated visuals same dynasty warrior combat as you would expect but with that said if it ain't broke don't fix it the combat is simplistic but it's always fun to play and every time you play with somebody different they have a different effect towards how you play and how you play how they play plays differently so uh this one's coming sometime in 2020 to all major platforms so stay tuned for that as well in the world of capcom they released a trailer at T tokyo game show for the upcoming new project resistance which is also resident evil this is a team-based type of game this game shows some characters entering the facility that is infested with zombies each character has a different weapon which is like the crappiest weapon in the world you can absolutely use very walking dead very resident evil you know familiar um familiar with and you know it's what you expect you know you got a baseball bat you have a crowbar you got something that you, you just scrounging around for anything to f combat back someone actually has a gun so you have all these weapons to survive a deadly invasion here. We also see a clip of someone in a control room because the, the the team, these kids, enter a facility, that like a laboratory or facility or whatever like that, and all of a sudden this guy in the control room just unleashes all these zombies. They fight off the zombies. We go to this clip where the guy in the control room puts on what looks like his form of power gloves, which controls what looks like Mr. X from Street Fighter 3 Third Strike in zombie form pretty much. So this is going to be an interesting take for you. And I think this is going to be an online base. I uh, guarantee this is going to be online base. But also this is going to be a team based thing. So I don't know. They didn't really announce all that was that all that entails in this game. But best believe this is going to be an online type of experience. And going to see who survives this is going to be interesting so i put out yet another acmg poll for our members of the acmg facebook group if they are excited about this game very interesting 71 percent said yes they are all for it 29 percent including me said no i'm out and that reason being 
I'm not. I don't mess with horror. I don't mess with horror anything. Pretty much, it it takes something really intriguing for me to mess with horror as a thriller. Resident Evil, I can never get down on. Never, ever. Like since day one, when that damn dog broke into that damn window, I ain't messing with it. <laughs> That's just not me. Like I, I guess because too, I lived a life a like real life horror. So it's like, I, I, I don't want to play anything that reminds me of real life. Like, not saying that I've ever been chased by zombies or there's been a zombie invasion, but like, say, the Grand Theft Auto. I, dude, I lived that life. It's like, why would I want to play a video game about that life? I used to, that, I, that's too close to home for me. It's like, no. Um, you know, first person shooter military games, can't mess with them. I'm not saying I've ever served, but it's too, it's, it's too real, realistic for me. I want to be, you know, taken away. I want to be drifted away into fantasy when I play a game. So that's my kick right there. Um, so I talked about Nintendo releasing some uh, new video presentation this morning just before I started the show. And I've managed to gather some information on this. Um, they just released a new way to play on the Nintendo Switch. Now, if you guys know, if you guys have been playing Nintendo games for years. Do you know Nintendo is very into innovation? They always create these really wacky, innovative gimmicks. So a lot of them work, some of them didn't. Power Glove. Um, I really wish they'd go back to the Power Glove. I, I really wish that they would, or just bring that back out to sell, because I will buy a Power Glove in a minute, but I digress. They would come out with these major gimmicks in the past, and some of them actually work. What I do love about Nintendo and they always spearhead it before anybody else, is the ability to not only enjoy games, not only enjoy games from a family aspect, but also to enjoy games that allow you to be active and healthy. They've been doing this dating back to the power pad and during the Nintendo days. you had, If you guys had the power pad back in the day, if you were born during the time when the power pad was out, the power pad was a really cool. It was a pad. You step on a pad. It looked like a. Twi- it looked like the the same platform that they use for Twister. Had like green. I'm sorry, not green. It had red. Um, six red dots and six blue dots. Uh, to which each player would play on the side. There was like a track and field game that you would play, uh, and you would step on it, and it actually works. It literally works, but it will burn calories considerably. I remember. We uh, used to have it in our house. We got it for uh, us. And, um, you know, my mom got it for me and we played it. And I had some friends over. We didn't realize how, and we had hardwood floors. You know, hardwood floors, no rug between us. So the padding, there was no padding in our to the impact of our feet. And I had some friends and they were some heavy friends. And they would make so much noise. You would feel the rumble because we're racing on a triathlon or whatever like that and a 40 meter dash or whatever like that and you gotta go quick and all you hear is the stuff of the so we only can play this game during a certain time of the day it was hilarious but later on down the line Nintendo came up with the Nintendo Wii and through the use of the nunchucks they were able to do Wii Bowling Wii Fit all these other games which became a huge seller an insanely big seller especially they, I don't know if they were planning this or not but it actually it it geared to a really interesting demographic and that was the senior citizens senior citizens got a chance to be a little bit more active playing Wii bowling or Wii fit and i remember when i worked for the alzheimer's association we had what was called the rec center and the rec center was for early on stage you know uh people were early on stage dementia and 
the great part about it is this we used it to as a best way because they one of the big things about you know when you diagnose with alzheimer's or dementia they always say to prevent it or to maintain keep active keep healthy keep exercising do you know and this is true it's absolutely true so we fit actually was a great item that they invested in for the rec center it was really cool uh senior citizens i mean this was part of the reason why we was such a big seller they're doing it again here with this new way of playing and this new game so they introduce what is called the ring con and a leg strap which is a motion detection um detection device that you will use in certain games in particular they are marketing it to be more active and healthy uh, as you play in you know the games that you love including this new game called ring fit adventures and i'm looking at this and i'm like okay here we go another gimmick we got another nintendo gimmick coming what is this going what are they going to do so they want to they want to still stay in the market of that healthy you know realm you know for that that we fit fan base that they had from way back and i think this will absolutely do it after looking at this a seven minute video presentation i posted it on the acmg facebook group so if you listen to it it's in there scroll down whatever it's in there and you can move basically what happens is you can move the ring kind of around doing actual workout routines so basically i they didn't tell you that you know specifically but it's a way to trick you into actually getting healthy in a good way and i don't want to say trick you like it's a like they're trying to con you but they're trying to condition you to be more active i like the way that they're doing it and they have this ring fit adventures is really cool it has an actual story to it and it just draws you in to thinking that you're actually playing the game more than you're working out that's the idea and i think this will actually work you could um you're guaranteed by the end of the game to have a full body workout when playing this uh the ring fit adventures game also guides you step by step to assure that you are ha- that you have proper form when playing um players can also set their options to a level that suits you which also allows you to pace yourself when playing you don't want to overwork yourself or pull a hamstring or get a charlie horse or whatever like that so they ease you in they, they give you the option to ease into it just like you would when you're going to the gym and you're lifting weights a lot of people get intimidated when going to the gym especially if they're not being properly trained by a trainer or whatever they for some reason some people are so intimidated they go for the biggest weight possible and sabotage their self from even going back because they can't lift the big weight you always have to work your way up you got to start as as much as wimpy as it sounds you got to start with sometimes 10 pounds 20 pounds move your way up the more that you do it the more that you'll be able to improve this is the goku way that's pretty much what it is so they um they allow you to adjust to be able to ease in and to assure that you will be able to progress and as you do you will be able to level up and you'll be able to uh keep track of everything at the end of the exercise you will be able to keep track of your records of and and show where you need to improve and um let you know when you have improved so i mean it's just really well designed to give you a great workout and to enjoy gaming at the same time and i think this is a great deal uh it will be coming next month october 18th 2019 get ready it's coming i may actually invest in this this is the first time i saw a game that i wanted to play on the tv and not on handheld this is the first time i've never had a game that i never that i wanted to play 
uh, on handheld. And I think this is going to be it. So I'm I'm actually interested in this. I'm actually going to possibly invest in this. My wife also is a registered fitness trainer as well. So I think we may actually invest in this to see if this was if it's good and give a review on this. So I, I I'll be very interested. I, who knows? I may actually invite her in to you know check this out and. Um, find out how she likes it and what she thinks of it as well so that'll be interesting so, uh I'm, I, I'm very i'm very much into this but i also i implore nintendo i really commend nintendo for thinking about that because the the always stereotypical thing that people always feel like when gamers is just you know, kids who just sit on their ass and just for hours on end which is really true but nintendo always finds a way for you to get up your ass get up off your ass and pretty much get in and put in the work so and and have fun so i i really commend them on this i applaud them on this this is really awesome i'm looking forward to it coming october 18 uh 18th 2019 so damon machina i believe is coming out tomorrow or friday uh machino x or cross uh damon cross machina i believe but the prologue demo came out. I got a chance to play it. Now, I played it last time, if you guys remember. I actually got a chance to play the first demo that they had. And it wasn't didn't really have much to show. One of my biggest pet peeves from it was they didn't have the creative suite. Because they allow you to create your own avatar. And there was not enough in there like for people to really feel comfortable with. Like people of, my, people of color like myself. I wanted something... You know the pigmentation was there but you had one hair type or whatever like that and there wasn't enough features in there this time around the prologue version and and take note before i even mention that take note after playing the game there's a survey that they provided people to get info on what we wanted to see and what was the problem one i told i i did this i i actually did this survey i'm sure others did as well and I'm not sure to what demographic has done it, but apparently it had to be enough because there were changes on this one. But I, for me, I mentioned like there's not enough representational items in there that can make, create a character that looks like me. That was one. The controls was a little bit clunky and odd and f it felt really odd and hard to use. So that was nothing. I played the prologue de uh, demo. They fixed all of that. All of that is fixed. From the door, when you create your character, there are tons of different hair types in there, including uh, natural hair, you know, locks, dreadlocks, all that. There's all that type of thing in there. There's, uh, you know, different beard types, you know, goatees, all that stuff there. So I created a really cool character out of this thing by the end, and I was extremely happy. I literally screamed out I was happy with this because this, to me, was a joy that I had a company that listened to the target audience. That to me is always the best thing ever. You get a company who really wants your money and they really are doing what they can to earn that money. And I think they did in this case, just alone for the creative suite that they provided. They gave us so much more content to create in this game. It's awesome. Then you also have the controls when playing the game. It felt a lot more comfortable, a lot more easy and user friendly to work with. Um, Still, it, it is a third-person shooter game, so you won't see the front of it. I wish... It, I don't mind it totally, but um, upon playing it this time around, I felt like 
a little bit more engaged than I was the last time around. So there's a lot of improvements in this game. Whether this game is good from a storyline standpoint, that's a whole other thing. But the story was the story. The beginning story was okay so far. I don't know how deep the story goes. I I am actually thinking about buying the full game. But for what I play right now, it it actually interests me enough to say like okay for what they did with this game and it does if of all else the game looks absolutely stunning you know every bit of stunning is like say astral chain which i reviewed last week i thought it was absolutely great and i'm looking forward to seeing what else i think down the line i probably will get it and probably will review it for myself but kudos to them kudos to that to that uh, team who you know really listen to the fans I know I wasn't the only person of color that was in there, um, you know, doing a survey and saying you need better representational uh, content continuity in this game. I know I'm not the only one. And they heard enough. They heard it and they, they, they went all out to do it. And I appreciate that. I really appreciate and respect that. Not only that, you can, only, you can also make uh, alien characters as well. So they made it so universal for the creative suite. I absolutely in, in, enjoy what they did with that. So that alone just was a win for me. So um, although the story didn't draw me in completely yet, but I think it's enough that if you're a mech fan, you may actually enjoy this game. So we'll see. Um, but, I, you know... I, I really enjoy what they did, so I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely looking forward to seeing what they do for the full game. Now, I believe, is this the final news that I have here? Because this, yep, it is. So, this week in gaming, in hit gaming history, we had an anniversary to celebrate, a yet another anniversary to celebrate. September 9th marks the 20th anniversary of the Sega Dreamcast, the most underrated cult classic game console of all time it was also sega's first final i'm sorry not first it was also sega's final gaming uh, game console development before transitioning to publishing only which to me was absolutely sad because i thought the dreamcast was absolutely without a doubt their best game console to date and now in this case ever because the Sega Saturn was great, but I think this one superseded over and did some things. Now, granted, although they decided to stop selling the game for what reasons I don't know, they revolutionized and innovated some things that we're doing right now. And it wouldn't have happened because of the Dreamcast. And I think that's why the game system still to this day is very well celebrated. It's because of what they have done. And we're going to talk about that as well as some of the best games that I love playing with that. So basically... The, this game, I mean, if you have not played or been old enough to play a Dreamcast, you got to understand this game was such a great system because Sega provided you with some absolutely phenomenal games. If you're a fighting game fan, especially if you're part of the fighting game community and you're well, this generation of fighting game community. You would have loved playing it back then because they had a horde of different games from SNK, um, from Capcom. And then if you got the Japan version, they were imported games that you would never see the light of day in, uh, in America, in the States. So the Sega Dreamcast was a pioneer in gaming due to their innovative features, including it was the first game console to allow online gaming absolutely true and in fact i believe the first game the first online game was fantasy star online and shout out to my man t who used to work at god games uh he used to work at a game store they looked out for me back then they uh i got a copy of that game it was awesome i mean we shout out to south street period <laughs> in philadelphia uh, those days were awesome 
Those days are absolutely awesome in, in 1999 and 2000. But in 98 too, I'm sorry. But, it, I mean, I got a chance to play that game. It's um, it the first online multi... What is it? Multi-player um, online game that ever, if I'm correct. So... That was one of the things. They were the biggest innovators of that. Uh, it was also the first 128-bit game console on the market at the time. Also, known for their exclusive hits like Sonic, Sonic Adventures, Soul Calibur, Shenmue, and more. Uh, note, Shenmue 1 and 2 at the time cost a combined $117 million to make. You, Suzuki spent a lot of money and it like this is probably why sega doesn't want to fight it wants to hire them to do shimu 3 because he's asking for a lot of money to make it happen meanwhile the funny thing about this is that i don't think yakuza in this day and age cost that much to make there's no way in hell and i get why it probably costs you suzuki a hoard of money to make back then because they didn't do what he did back then is what was not been done before and it's because of those games that we have like open world games like we do now so but he's asking for like that much money now and i don't think he needs that much money to make the games i don't i would love to know how much sega is making yakuza right now i would love to find it because they made like a ton of those games uh it's like seven of those games to shinmu's one and two which was like 117 mil. 40, 47 million for the first game, 70 million for the second game. So he was asking for a little bit more for the third game. No game, I don't think any game has ever cost that much to make, ever, except for that one. You also, the also cool part about the Dreamcast is that you had the VMU, the Visual Memory Unit, which was a memory drive with an LCD screen on it, which uh, included mini games and the ability to have virtual pets in there. I mean, you can also link another vmu to another uh vmu to exchange game da uh save data in there and i actually still own it i actually still own it i ha I took a picture of it for my uh for the acmg facebook group and i got the blue one i still have it what i'm really interested in i should go to uh, like a cvs or something and get a battery for it see if it actually still works that'll be really interesting to see what if the game saves are still there or not it'll be very interesting but I still have it. I knew if I figured I would probably not have my Dreamcast anymore. Uh, at least I don't think I do. I might have it. I might still have it somewhere stored. But I knew if I didn't have that, I would still at least have the UMD that would be uh, available. So the UMD is still in my possession right now with that. And it's just stored in my closet. Actually, I took it out just for this occasion. But I still have it. But my first experience with the dreamcast i actually when it came out it didn't come out into america till a little bit later so the only way to get the dreamcast was to actually get the japan version now back then importing buying imports was a big thing for hardcore gamers when and, and mostly because there were a lot of games that we discovered that were in japan that will never see the light of day like i mentioned and like, uh, like, uh, just a lot of them. You would, you'd be surprised with some of the games that has never been uh, in the states. At least, for, like, distributed in the U.S. You know, with our region code and everything. Like, it, the only way you could get those games is if you import it, if you got it from like a local joint in Chinatown, or if you found a website like uh, Play Asia stuff like that. 
that would sell those games and import it, but they would charge you X amount of more money to get it. So when it came to the Dreamcast, I was so excited for this game that I wanted the I wanted to play it immediately. And I figured if I played the Jap like the Japanese version, I would be able to not only play our games somehow, but also play games that has never been played before and will never see fit. So I end up getting investing in the imported version, which was double the amount of what they charged in America. I spent $400 at the time on it, which now today is like not a big deal. But during that time, it was a big deal. It was a absolutely a big deal uh, to pay that much for a game system. Meanwhile, I believe in America it was half that. It was about like 200 or 250 for that uh system it was 200 for the regular and i think for the one with the modem it was 250 so and i believe also the japanese the japanese import version didn't have the modem on air the windows windows provided the modem for the uh american version of that game so they didn't have that one in there so you never got internet access in there as well um but you know like i said the opportunity to play really cool games first and and get a chance to play some you know great imports you gotta remember i've played yu yu hakusho games like that tenshi muyo dragon ball and dragon ball z games which at the time in 89 and 90 and all that stuff way before you know playstation started bringing out dragon ball games or whatever you were never able to play some of the games that you're able to play that are out now that are now easier to play like i remember um when dragon ball fighters came out for the switch they also offered you know if you pre-ordered they also offered the original dragon ball fighting game which is the one of those games that you never saw i remember when i used to um and i i discovered that when i used to buy like when i used to do tape trading for anime game um you know uh, tv shows and they were commercials that really epic commercials that would show dragon ball video games and i'm like yeah i want to play this this looks awesome so and now i have the retro pie and i'm able to play all that so <laughs> You know, it, it's, it's just, just amazing um, at the time that we were able to do that. Yeah, um, but it was awesome. I got a story, really funny story I can't really tell too much because this is like when I finally got the actual American version, I got it during jury duty. It was like, because we had a game store near the, near the, uh, the courthouses and all that stuff. And when you go on break, you had to go through that. And there is a big story. I don't want to get into it, but... I got it. And it, it, there's a if if you see me in person and ask me about that story, I'll tell it. But I can't do it. It's 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 really funny, but it's like one of those things that it's like ah, <laughs> I can't. It's a, it's a long story to, uh, involving that Dreamcast, but uh, that was when I got it then, and then I end up having two later on. Though there was, you know, how creative, you know, people are. There's always a way, and this is the part I loved about old school retro gaming is that when you had the Saturn. When you had the 64, when you had um, the Dreamcast, when you had PlayStation, there was always a way, always a way to play imported games. There was always a way, whether it was through a cartridge that will compromise and hack the actual coding, which allows you to play it. I remember I had, had it for uh, a cartridge, I think Action Replay for the 64, uh, for the Dreamcast, it was swap disc. You use a swap disc, and basically you use the disc to boot up 
the system to rewrite it in a sense to like read as if it was a imported version did you take the disc out when it stops and do you put it back you put the actual game in it'll automatically read that game it was I, there were some very creative people back in the day and we don't have it now because everything's so universal whatever we get or japan gets we get you know there, there's i mean like i look at the, i look at the uh nintendo eShop for japan there's only like if i give it a percentage just like 95 percent of the content that they get in japan we get in america now there's only like five percent of games that will not has not come to america and which is really interesting uh i know that ninja warriors game never came out which i was really surprised because they came out they gave us ninja warriors prior to and with the anticipation of that ninja warriors um return or whatever the hell that game was going to be called was coming and i was actually looking interested in playing that game i was looking forward to playing that game it never came so i don't know if i have to go and get the imported version or not and i heard uh switch is region free or whatever but i don't know man we'll see we'll see about that but I, it was really interesting some of the favorite games that i got to play on the dreamcast though still near and dear to people's heart even mine including project justice which was the sequel the dreamcast version sequel of rival schools and truth be told on my ps vita i have two ps vitas i have one for the u.s and one japan again because i have a, uh, a playstation network japanese account which consists of a ton and i mean a ton of uh japanese library games that you would never play in america again love that and i still have rival schools too because they sold rival schools one and two in there now the playstation version of rival schools two is actually project justice and and dreamcast the difference is that the dreamcast version consisted of a three on three 3d tag based game or, it's, or no i'm sorry it was 2d it was uh it was two it was a t- uh, two-man tag team uh two team tag team base and then the third i think the third person was a was a you know reserve person or whatever like that i forgot how that played but um they had project justice on the dreamcast was a more tag team base whereas the playstation one version was just back to normal 3d and they also added the uh what is it they added the dating sim uh game in there as well as the creative uh factor in there which they didn't have for project justice so they gave two reasons why you want both games in there so you had that situation there uh there are also games like soul caliber soul caliber was exclusive to the uh dreamcast at the time and that was one of the biggest sellers in there that that alone that and sonic adventures sold hugely on the uh, on a dreamcast and sonic adventures speaking of that Sonic Adventures was so freaking awesome. Soul Calibur, by the way, was the direct sequel to Soul Blade or Soul Edge, if you will, uh, from the from the PlayStation. They just immediately just got the exclusivity of it on the Dreamcast from there, and because of that, that game sold like gangbusters. Like fighting games during that time was still a huge deal. Before it had a little bit of a slow period, and then all of a sudden it popped back up when Street Fighter Four came back. So that was one thing sonic adventures was really cool this was the evolution of sonic the hedgehog it they came out in a big way they had a huge 
huge soundtrack. This soundtrack was so awesome, especially during the last um, battle of the game. I, I will always remember that game because it was so epic. It's very reminded me of like um, Transformers the movie when Rodimus fought Unicron or whatever like that, and he had the Matrix. It was kind of it had that type of feel to it. Great fun fact here: if you played Super Smash Brothers and you know Sonic is in here, that very song from Sonic Adventures is in that game. I think I mentioned it when I reviewed Super Smash Brothers a long time ago. So that game is in there. If you haven't heard it, it's an awesome, awesome game. It gets you so hyped when you play the game. And then he goes, plays as Super Sonic, which was like a a little bit of a homage to Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan mode. And it, it, it just goes crazy in there. So um, also the games I love playing was any Capcom versus title that was like marvel versus capcom one and two sing uh snk versus capcom one and two i mean there were just so many great titles in there capcom has some great things dark stalkers was in there all all types of stuff jojo's bizarre adventure was also one of my favorites from capcom as well you had power stone one and two you had one of my favorite shooters of all time the first time i ever played it was on the dreamcast ikaruga ikaruga was still one of the greatest shooters of all time I can't describe to you why it is, but it they, the, the simple, the simple, you know, dynamic way of playing that game is just absolutely awesome. The design, it's just that's great art and design right there. If you haven't played Iku, Ikaruga, is just the best. Period. <laughs> period house of the dead was also one of my favorites too like i said i didn't like horror but house of the dead never played itself like a horror game it was more like an action game and it was an action shooter like before first person shooters was there you had you know gun shooters you actually had a gun controller and you would shoot at the screen and that's right there and then everything turned into first person shooters now and i'm like uh, I, it's really weird this is like one of this this is one of the weird situations like I don't like raw onions, but I'll eat onion rings in a minute. This is kind of the same thing. I love shooter games like that, but I hate it. I I, I don't want to say I hate, but I'm not a big fan of like first person shooters. Something about it just, I feel like I had more control when I was had actual like Nintendo zapper or, or gun in my hand, as opposed to like controlling a whole entire body and vessel and, and keeping an eye on what's going on in front of me. So that was one thing there um the dreamcast was just dedicated to all fighting game fans it just had so many great fighters in there i believe last play it was in there too near the end or something like that uh it was just so great it was just really great and i you know i will i miss it still to this day i wish i actually wish sega was still able to do what they were able to do and i'm sure if they could they would but they're still alive they're still being um honored and, and paid homage to especially thanks to nintendo who constantly have been working with sega and and re- to their credit to their credit they were rival companies at one point and it was like if you can't beat them join them literally this is the definition of you can't beat them join them because now we see sonic with mario and smash brothers every year we now have a sonic and and mario olympics game which i am looking very forward to the new one the the, uh, tokyo 2020 one that's coming out soon that looks very awesome and they they are preserving the legacy of sega and sonic you know that is awesome that is that that speaks volumes to what nintendo is they don't 
they still try to celebrate and market what was. They 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 recognize how great the Sonic character is, and they're you know they're just celebrating all those characters in that thing as well. And it's just really a great thing to see. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of the show. We're going to take a break. Come back and review Way Forward's new brawler Conio. Con fight um, brawler, beat em up brawler. That is River City Girls. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is my review of the much-talked-about new way forward Koneokan game, River City Girls. This is a spinoff from the classic, the cult classic, River City Ransom, which is now owned by Arc System Works. They are the publishers of this game series, which is now developed by Way Forward. And what a great combination of uh, companies to work with on this series. And just in general, these two, Way Forward, I've been a fan of Way Forward for quite some time. Ever since the, um, they remastered the DuckTales game, I've been a huge fan of this company. And now they've worked on Ashanti, have Genie series, which I also love. And they got a grip on character development character design and just great stage development on 2d platform games and i've always loved them and now with working uh, collaboration with arc system works who acquired the rights to the what is known as the conio conio con series river city ransom they've worked together to create this really cool game this really cool fun game that the minute that i saw this game i immediately appealed to it and then i learned that it was from way forward i was like okay i'm all for this then i learned further all right river city how many river cities out there how many people can use the rights to that name river city come to find out it is by arc system works who did acquire that as well as the dragon double dragon series and the reason why i mentioned that is because there is a they've decided and i gotta find this out soon and i got a feeling i will find out soon how Arc System Works molded the universe that is River City to the Double Dragon series because they were never really connected. Tecmos was the original owners and creators of Double Dragon. I believe possibly they were River City, but they never really connected the two as one and the same because River City was a direct, I believe it was a direct uh, NES game. And then, you know, Double Dragon was always an arcade game, and then sooner or later it went into the NES game, but they were never connected as far as being in the same universe. So now we got, you know, later in this in this era, in this new generation of gaming, 
they are preserving the River City games. Now they've come out with some other River City games in direct retro style of the 8-bit style that they've come out with. There's been a few that's come out over the years. And then also there's other uh, Double Dragon games that has also come out too. A recent one that came out by Arc System Works for um, the Switch a while back that I'm now more interested in acquiring that. And I think I will acquire that game pretty soon. Um, but this new one, this new development that they came up with, River City Girls, is involving two new characters uh, that is just after playing this game it's just absolutely i enjoyed this game so much i'm just going to say it off the bat this this had so much going for it right now i mean just alone with the trailer that they had and then furthermore i played the game i did not realize what they were going to do with this game this game has two new additions in the river city universe um Misako and Kyoko. The story with those two is that Misako and Kyoko discover that their boyfriends, Kiono or Konio and Ricky from the classic Techno River City Ransom game was has been kidnapped. Allegedly. The girls are pissed off and ready to take on take down anyone who gets in their way of rescuing them. Like these girls are just like batshit crazy in love with these two. And all through the game, you're just going through this whole entire story. You know, the game has an insanely good cast of colorful characters, including those from the legendary beat-em-up Double Dragon game. Thanks to Arc System Works that acquired the rights to them, we now get to see all these crazy cameo appearances and everything in this game. Yes, that includes not only Billy and Jimmy, who will train you in a dojo to help you develop new moves for each character that you play as. I say that for a reason. I'll explain that later on. But also you get to play, you get to see and possibly fight enemies like a Bobo who first appear in the game's high school educational film about puberty. It's hilarious. Every time you go through this one classroom in the game, you basically will see this whole entire orientation of them talking to this little kid named timmy about puberty it's hilarious you gotta check just for that alone is it's just worth the price of admission but there are also other dragon uh double dragon characters that make their way into this game from and really fun and hilarious cameos throughout the game it's just awesome if you played any of the conio con uh style games this is no different you fight hordes of thugs uh, while upgrading your move sets and stats to become t- a total badass, um, it, it's just, it, it's nothing new from what you've already played in River City Ransom or other games like it. Um, it it's just it's really fun. It, it's just in this case, it's really fun because they have. I think this has some of the best story development and story narrative and dialogue I've ever played in any of those games, and they went all out to make this a very fun experience. Um, the moves you obtain are also quite cool as you require signature moves for each character that is personal to them. So if you play as Kyoko, she has her own set of moves. Despite the fact that move combinations and, and um, control schemes are exactly the same, the move sets are different. Um, same with, you know, um, Ricky, Ricky and Konio, uh, uh, who actually are secret characters once you beat the game you do acquire them and you are able to play them at once you beat the game so you have that option too um misako as well has their own move sets each one has their own really cool move sets once you you know 
earn enough money to be able to be trained by Billy or Jimmy in the game. It's just quite cool. So the move sets are ta- uh, not not only that, but uh, just moving on to my notes. You also gain items that you can buy from money that you get from beating up enemies all over town. <laughs> uh, it's a slow burn, but actually it picks up after a while. And in no time, you will acquire all of the movesets that you need and some of the items that you need. And you will need to absolutely acquire a lot of health items um, throughout the game, especially when fighting boss battles, because it, it will require you to be able to refill your energy up. Now, granted, the cool part about this is that some of the health items or items that you use to re-energize your, your XP or whatever like that, it will have a different effect on you. Like for instance, if you eat a cheeseburger, while although if you eat a if you eat a cheeseburger or a double cheeseburger, I like this idea, this concept. If you eat a double cheeseburger, it will replenish you about sixty percent of your energy. However, it will make you sluggish and slow. So I didn't realize this before. I thought this was a glitch, but I didn't realize that this happens until I actually read what it the effects of it. If you eat a double cheeseburger, yeah, you get re-energized, but it'll slow you down. So it you gotta you gotta use that sparingly or anything. Whereas if you use the first aid kit or you or you eat something else that's a little bit more healthier and it actually replenish you, some of it may actually speed up your agility, which makes you a lot faster and able to pull off combos a lot better. So that's a really interesting aspect of the game. I really like the way they thought that through. It's like the little details of things is really makes this game so much fun as well. So uh, not only that, you actually also uh, treat the game treats you to some really fun manga and anime cutscenes here, uh, which brings you into the world much better. And I didn't. This is one of the other things I did not expect while playing this game. I did not realize that they put this much work into this game. I thought when playing this game, all right, first of all, game's 30 bucks. So I'm like, okay, let's see why this game is 30 bucks. This is a way forward game. Okay, they usually put in a lot to it, but I didn't realize it was gonna be this much. I thought that this was gonna be like just a straight direct beat em up type of RPG uh, game. And that's that. No, they put a lot of work into this game. They, I mean, Anime cutscenes, that's usually one thing for like the intro and everything. But all throughout the game, there's some really cool, they just subtly put in some really cool features and effects in here. And then followed by, there's a lot of audio voice acting in here. And the voice acting is so stellar. It draws you right in. It doesn't take you out of the, you know, the universe at all. It's just so cool. Um, I mean, you got the voice acting, you got the cutscenes you got the manga cutscenes which it's I, just really cool um the dialogue the cool soundtrack that it comes with it just makes this game so much more enjoyable and i'll tell you this one of my favorite i guess now i've realized recognizes as a konio khan game or a river city style game i always loved scott pilgrim versus the world that game was so during the time when the movie came out they also came out with the game for the Xbox and the PlayStation 3. And I felt that this game was so much fun. This was such a cool game. And they never transitioned, translated that game to other consoles, the later consoles. I loved that game so much. And it was so cool the way it was done. I wish they would have 
transition transferred that over and translated that over to like the switch or whatever like that because it easily just a lot of fun playing river city girls gives me the same amount of fun that i had playing that game you know and and some of the story actually really the storyline of river city girls kind of plays a bit like scott pilgrim versus the world the story the storyline aspect i mean because you got you know you got those two chasing after beating up everybody to you know go after those two guys and you going and jumping into all these different characters and whatnot so there's a lot of really cool there's a lot of really cool like scott pilgrim like feel to it as well in this game so it's it's just, i i really appreciated what was done here absolutely appreciated what was done uh what else do they have in here items you got that uh voice acting i mean not only that then you also have the 16-bit animated sprite design which is accustomed to like the old school super super nes style of gameplay so that was uh really great i know retro gamers will definitely appreciate that aspect as well you have six large city regions which also is a lot of fun uh, that includes some side cl- uh, i'm sorry side quest from some really weird characters throughout the game that you got to go through and the replay value is just awesome lastly once you beat the game and you definitely want to beat the game because the end result and the the payoff is is there you will also have the opportunity to replay in the game via new game plus options or you can continue to play through the game to de- to level up every other character in there as well. So you have all of these options to do and unlock all these great features. Like I said, once you beat the game, you get Ricky and Conio as a playable character. So you can play through as the River City Ransom guys all over again. My hope, and I hope that this is something that they do down the line, is that they do they have a new update that involves releasing the dlc characters of billy and jimmy from double dragon so you could play through as them as well i just have a hunch i really have a hunch that that's going to happen so overall river city girls is without a doubt one of the biggest surprises of 2019 if you have not seen this game or checked out this game i highly recommend you go after this game this game was a lot of fun with the potential of hopefully seeing more from this franchise not just from a video game standpoint they developed these characters so well that I would enjoy this game so much in a, in a sense of it being formatted in an animated series on Adult Swim. That's the way that I felt this game was portrayed, and I love what they did. And I hope that maybe I could put some ideas in their head. I don't know. Maybe they already had these ideas in their head, but we will find out soon enough. Uh, I think this would be perfect for any format not just the video games um you know many maybe a mini series for this game like the characters are really that well done i enjoyed uh the characters i i just they were just so awesome the two girls the two main characters of the game um they alone they were just a great draw they were great main characters misako and kyoto uh, kyoko played very well to each other the chemistry with each other i love them a lot um they and how they gel with other characters in the game was really cool they kind of like our anime's version of daria <laughs> if you if you want to put it a description of that they're kind they're like the ter- they they're like the anti cool kids you know they're cool but they're not in like the mix they're i want to say they're anti-social in a sense they love what they love and I, what I love about them is that they are characters that represent 
not being in the mix but still being cool with things not trying to follow every single trend or whatever but they're just cool for the sake of being cool these are characters that i think that a lot of people can admire if you will and i i really i really dug into that it's it's the it's the anti-cool uh you know uh people <laughs> and i really enjoyed it so again i would love to see these guys in a bigger platform you know in in animated series form or whatever like even if it's like an adult swim 15 minute type of thing that they could do i would love to see that it would be awesome uh if you're also wondering whether this game is worth the 29.99 that they asked for i am here to say it is very much worth it it is so much more worth it i was not expecting this much work to be done in this game and i think 29.99 is very very reasonable for this game i mean it is not per se like a 3d based game so it doesn't does it i wouldn't say it was it's worthy of 60 um 60 bucks but i think it's very reasonable i think the price for what they did with this game is very cool 30 bucks is absolutely worth it i mean you if you understand how long it takes to do animated uh scenes and voice acting and and, and not only that just great voice acting and great story and great animated you know cut scenes and all, they just did a lot I think this is very much worth 20 29.99 is the perfect price for this game so with that said as much as i'm praising it you got to know that i'm going to give this a grade of a i absolutely enjoy this game i highly recommend if you're a fan of river city ransom or any of those type of games like double dragon or whatever like that and you like great character development go out of your way to check this game out it's absolutely stunning and awesome uh last notes <laughs> i've enjoyed this game so much that I decided to reach out to the great folks at uh, Way Forward to invite them on the Talk Time Live podcast for an exclusive to talk about this game and much more. I got a reply from the great folks at Way Forward, and they have agreed to be on this show in the coming weeks after this year's Tokyo Game Show, which is going right now. Um, I will be possibly connecting with the director of the game as well as probably other games and they're in tokyo right now they're in japan right now but they were able to reach out to me and they reached out to me very quickly said that they definitely want to be a part uh on the show to talk about it uh so it'll probably be not next week but the week after that we're going to work on towards that so stay tuned for that i, I will absolutely work my ass off because i really want to talk to them i've been wanting to talk to it to way forward for so long and just to talk about a lot of things not just river city girls shante have genie hero um ducktails i'm definitely going to have some ducktails talk with them as well so stay tuned for that and much much more folks that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk time live extra select start i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoyed all of our episodes i hope that you enjoyed so much that you spread the word of talk time live to your friends who are also gamers as well who also want a different format to listen to while at work while coming home from work while not doing anything but gaming that's what i want that's the people i want spread the word let it let them know we're on talktimelive.com let them know that we are on itunes stitcher google play podbean soon spotify uh you name it we're on it we will be on it and we're going to keep doing it we're going to keep the momentum up as always and thank all of you for taking the time to listen to us as well so much so that next week oh and by the way Go to TalkTime Live exclusives. Go to our exclusives page on TalkTimeLive.com. Check out all of the great names and celebrities that we got a chance to talk to on the show. Some of the best game designers in the world. Some of the best comic book artists. Some of the 
most known voice actors in gaming and anime. We got them. So stay tuned for all that and much more. But this Sunday marks the 200th episode of Talk Time Live, the Talk Time Live Prime Show. Not the digital long box, not just, you know, anime underground, not just this show, you know, not just the epic weekly rundown, just the prime show at, at all. 200 episodes. So I'm, I'm saying that it's more than 200 episodes. Just want to point that out. This show alone, this show right here on Talk to uh, Select Start, this is the 164 episode here. So you add it onto the 200th episode and all the other episodes that we done, plus exclusives, probably maybe running up to the 500 level you knows we did a lot but we're going to celebrate that and talk about all the news that is going on some of the best moments that is going on with this show some of my favorite you know interviews and whatnot and just everything has gone on to that point because there has to be a lot to celebrate with this this is um this was a project this was a passion project that i said i wanted to happen way back way way back uh, about four years ago and it's more than happened so we're going to celebrate that on Sunday uh, and just enjoy it. And whatever main topic comes up, but uh, we're going to talk about. But the news, definitely we will talk about it from there as well. And just celebrate all that is ACMG, all that is Talk Time Live, uh, the podcast itself. So stay tuned for that and much more. Folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. See you in the 200th episode. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.